This episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast is brought to you by my friends at SeedsHereNow.com. SeedsHereNow.com is the only official home of Swamp Boys Genetics. SeedsHereNow.com also carries seeds from TH Seeds, Aficionado Genetics, and of course, Irie Genetics. Everything at SeedsHereNow.com is backed by an award-winning satisfaction guarantee. And for my friends on a tight budget, SeedsHereNow.com offers several packs for under $30, as well as amazing monthly sales. Make sure to use coupon code GFYH10 while checking out to save a few bucks. Once again, that is coupon code GFYH10 while checking out at SeedsHereNow.com. Now let's jump into the podcast. Welcome to the show, Podcast World. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff, and this is episode 655 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, we're going to focus on the word phenotype and talk about what phenotype means and talk a little bit about phenotype selection. Before we get to that part of the show, let's do a few shout outs to a few of the kind folks who support the show on Patreon. Let's start off with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to a brand new supporter. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Terry P. I want to send a big thank you shout out to a longtime supporter. Let's send a special thank you shout out to Magic Mike. I want to send a big thank you shout out to my buddy Guido. Let's send a big fist bump and a thank you shout out to Justice Smokin. I want to send a big thank you shout out to a longtime supporter, Gramps Memel. Let's send a big fist bump to the Canicrat. Let's send a big thank you to 716 Grows. I want to send a big high five to Noah N. Let's send a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to Blackhawks Fan. I want to send a big thank you to Mr. Mean Green. And then let's wrap up the thank you and shout out portion of the podcast by sending a big thank you shout out to my buddy OG Purple Thumb. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need is right there on the screen. And of course, I did include a link in the show notes and the video description to make it nice and easy for all of my friends. Maybe you're driving, maybe you're trimming, maybe you're watching the kids. Don't get yourself in trouble. Don't crash the car and make sure those kids are supervised. You can follow that Patreon link whenever you are ready at patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. And yes, I did correct that link in a previous episode. Uh, A couple of previous episodes, the link was dead. I put in the wrong link. I apologize for that. I have corrected the link. You can now get to the Patreon. Also, big thanks to everybody for the Patreon support. I know I say that a lot. We are hovering around 225 uh, faithful patrons. That means a lot to me. That is overwhelming. That is tremendous. That's delightful. I don't even know what to say about that. So thank you to all 225 of the patrons. That is amazing. Thank you. All right. What else do we want to talk about? I don't want to dwell on it too long, but it has been super warm outside. I want to send a big respect shout out to all of the folks growing outdoors. If you're growing ganja outdoors, if you're growing fruits and vegetables outdoors, big shout out, big respect. Thank you for the hard work and dedication. It is hot. It is tremendous. It is sweltering hot out there. Um, Man, good work. Big shout out. Much respect. If you're out there growing, if you're doing construction out there, if you're out there spinning a sign, if you're doing anything where you have to be outside for more than a couple hours at a time, big shout out. Much respect. It is too crazy hot. It's so hot. I was at a farm 
Uh, I may have been on an outdoor farm looking at some stuff, may have been at a couple of greenhouses doing some things. We can't talk too much about that. But I was out there and I thought, I've been out here for a long time. It's really hot. I'm covered in sweat, getting kind of funky. Some wind came by and I thought, oh, that breeze is going to be beautiful. But I was wrong. That breeze came by and it just grabbed all the moisture in my body and just left with it. Uh, and that breeze was not refreshing at all. So even the wind is hot out there. That is miserable. Big shout out to all you outdoor workers and growers. Uh, also, I hope your indoor equipment is working. Is that air conditioner kicking it? Uh, are you blowing breakers yet? I hope things are working for you. If you're running a swamp cooler, I hope you've got a dehumidifier and I hope you added another breaker because you're going to start flipping breakers. It is hot out there. All right, I did talk about I have been quite busy. I've been going to greenhouses and outdoor grows and doing some things. I've got some secret projects up my sleeve. I don't like to talk too much about that stuff until I've got some progress to show you. I will talk about that. Trust me, I'm excited. I've got some partners and some friends doing some things. They're all excited to share it with you. We're just not ready yet. Uh, but uh, that is why the MailChimp newsletter is late. That's right. If you were part of the show, if you've been listening and watching for a long time, maybe you've signed up for the MailChimp newsletter on the website at iregenetics.com. Monthly, I try to put out a newsletter to let you know about vendor updates, sales, coupon code, stuff like that. I did not put out the MailChimp this month. We are around the 13th of this month. I have not put that out. I apologize. I've simply been overwhelmed, and there was not a lot to share. Uh, if you've got the MailChimp newsletter last month, simply repeat that newsletter this month, except there are no coupon codes. I did not make coupon codes this month. Uh, no sale for this month. Not a big deal. I'll get back on the sales next month on Etsy or some cool coupon codes to make up for it. But I did not put out the MailChimp newsletter this month. There was not much to report, and I was overwhelmed with life. I was having a good time. I had uh, My daughter has graduated. She turned 18, spent some time with her. Uh, we got a cool couple of events in Denver. I've got this new secret project going on, and it is summertime. So I have been overloaded, and it has been super hot. Uh, I've put over 2,500 miles on my car. We're around the 12th or 13th of this month. It has been good. Nothing seems to be slowing down. I'm not complaining. I'm just letting you know why the MailChimp letter did not happen. All right. Um, where are we going to go from there? I think I've been rambling long enough. Let's talk about phenotypes. I've got an email here in front of me about phenotypes. This is a great uh, great question. I actually was talking on Instagram Live about this just a couple of days ago, randomly, and then this email popped up, so it worked out perfectly. Uh, let's jump right into it. This one says, can you do a short-ish video on what a pheno is and how to find a pheno? That is a really good question. Uh, I talk about phenos a lot. I think a great way to start this is by defining the word phenotype. What is a phenotype? I simply went to Google, I typed in the word phenotype, and it says, the set of observable characteristics in of an individual resulting from the interaction of its genotype with the environment. I'll read it one more time because I did stutter in the middle of that. It is, the set of observable characteristics of an individual resulting from the interaction of its genotype with the environment. So let's put that into terms that when we actually talk about plants to explain this, the set of observable characteristics. What are observ observable characteristics within our plants? We have leaf shape, we have leaf color, then we have plant shape, plant structure, branchiness. Are they tall? Are they short? Are they squatty? Are they bushy? Are they really sparse? Are they super stretchy? These are observable these are observable characteristics of an individual, the individual being the plants we are working with. Those are all individual uh, observable characteristics. This is a mouthful to talk about here. I apologize for a couple of stumbles, but we will get through this, I promise. Um, observable characteristics. 
uh, odors, aromas, those are observable characteristics. Uh, the buzz is an observable characteristic. You have to finish the plants. You have to smoke it to determine and discover that. But the high you get is a characteristic. The flavors and aromas, those are all characteristics. Also, reactions. How does it respond to things? That is something we can observe. If I take two plants and I pop and twist this one and pop and twist this one, they may react differently. And that is a character, an observable characteristic of that individual resulting from the interaction of its genotype with the environment. Now let's talk more about the interaction of its genotype with the environment. That's a big part right there. Um, observable characteristics that result from the interaction of its genotype with the environment. I think the next move is to go uh, define the word genotype. What does genotype mean? Genotype is the genetic constitution of an individual organism. So we cannot, that is the ingredients of the organism, the plant, the ingredients of the plant. If this were going to be a cake, these would be the cake ingredients. Now the phenotype is what happens when we bake this cake. Do we burn it or do we cook it just right or do we freeze it? These are uh, interactions of the genotype with its environment. The environment is the grow room in which we are putting it in. So we've got a genotype that's got certain genes in it. They're going to express differently in different environments. If I took the same plant, if I took 10 clones of the same plant, all healthy clones, I rooted them all the same. I, they were all the same size. They were all equal in all ways. And I gave them to 10 different growers. We're going to see 10 uh, not completely different grows, but we're going to see 10 different outcomes from these plants. Some are going to be stickier. Some are going to be sweeter. Some will be more dense. Some will be more airy. We're just going to see very typical differences from different grow rooms. And this is the phenotypical expression, which is the characteristics of an individual resulting from its interaction of its genotype with the environment. So we can kind of shorten that. We can say, this is what the plant is expressing because of its environment. This particular plant does these particular things in this type of environment. That's how we learn. That's how I know that some of my plants really like it when it gets super cool or super hot or super dry. That's when you start learning characteristics because you start observing those characteristics of an individual plant. And then you start learning how to make it express certain things or stop it from expressing certain things. We know that we want plants to turn, or we know that if we want plants to turn purple toward the end, we can make them cold. That is a phenotypical expression uh, directly uh, related to, it's an interaction uh, to response from the environmental factor we put on it. We made it cold and it said, it's cold, I'm going to get purple. That's phenotypical expression. Not all plants will do that. Uh, so I could take a pack of seeds and grow 10 seeds. Some females, some of the plants, some of the males and females, some of the plants out of there may turn purple, some may not turn purple. Those are specific phenotypes. So phenotype is the, uh, the expression. We're just going to say it's the expression of those genes. Uh, it is how the cake, once the cake goes into the oven, it is how it is baked. Did you put it in too hot of an oven to burn it? Did you put it in an oven just right where it baked perfectly? These phenotypes are going to show you what they want from your room. So you've got your room dialed in most of the time. We've got pretty good guidelines of temperature, humidity, light cycles that we want it at. But then your plants are going to tell you based on phenotypical selection what is perfect for that plant for that room. That is dialing it in for that phenotype, getting it perfect for that room. So 
Phenotype is the set of observable characteristics of an individual resulting from the interaction of its genotype with the environment. The genotype is the genetic constitution of an individual organism. So sometimes we can put a plant in a room and it will show uh, taco-shaped leaves and bright green colors. And then you can put the same plant in a different room and the leaves will not taco at all and they won't get super bright green. This is a phenotypical expression. If you're putting too much light on it, it may get a different green color. If you're making it too hot, it may do different shit. If you make it cold, it may curl downward instead of upward. This is going to be a phenotypical expression. I do have a bunch of notes here. Let's kind of talk about some of the notes that I have got. We're going to talk about another word also. We're going to talk about chemotype later, but that's a whole nother conversation. Um, phenotype and how to find a pheno. So a phenotype, let's talk about a pheno hunt. When you've got a pack of seeds, there is a label and an idea of what's expected from these seeds. I'm just going to pick a strain. We're going to say strawberry starburst because that's really easy to uh, pick some phenotypes and talk about flavors. When I say strawberry starburst, you've read the description. It says strawberry candy and funky gassy aromas. That's kind of the short version. You bought the pack because you want strawberry candy and funky gas aromas. Now, since that plant came from a rise and strawberry starburst, we've got potential to see plants that look a little bit like the arise and plants that look a little bit like strawberry starburst. And then we're going to see stuff in the middle that is combinations of the two. We'll see some that lean a little bit more one way, some that lean a little bit more one way, and then some that are 50% and then some that are kind of more dominant of the other. That's just how breeding works when you make an F1. There will be probably four or five main phenotypes you can identify from that. Now, which phenotype do you want is the main question. When they grow, they're going to show a little bit different expression. You already know that you want this strain because you've selected it. You've paid the money for it. You read the description. It's got traits that you're after. Something was desirable in this plant. Now, we've just got to find the perfect one for you. Do you want the one that grows a little bit taller and takes a little bit longer, but puts out more potency and more buds? Or do you want the one that stays short and squatty and gives you a real head buzz or a real uh, makes your ears ring if you're so high when you smoke it? Or do you want the one that uh, doesn't grow very tall but makes super strawberry candied buds? Like it's up to you at that point to see which phenotype works best for you, for your garden. I don't know if you're growing for yourself to smoke medically. I don't know if you're growing for yourself to smoke recreationally. I don't know if you're growing for another consumer who is a medical patient. I don't know if you're growing as a, uh, a provider, a free market provider. I don't know your goal, but if you do, you can find the plant that works best for you. Are you growing soil? Are you growing hydro? Are you growing indoors? You're growing outdoors. Is it in a greenhouse? Is it going to be a screen of green? Is it going to be a sea of green? Is it going to be just one big plant in a seven gallon pot left to do whatever it wants to do? You will find different phenotypes within that pack of seeds that work the best for you. Uh, I like to explain it as sometimes you might say, I want dinner, and you decide, I want Italian food. And we all agree, we're going to go get Italian food, right? So you go to the Italian restaurant. Once you get to that Italian restaurant, you've got a few more options. You got fettuccine, uh, you got penne pasta, you got all kinds of other Italian food. I'm not even going to dig into it because I'm going to make myself hungry. I saw the Italian food coming to the table as I started doing that. Oh, man. Anyway, you got all these different Italian options. You got red sauce, you got white sauce, you got no sauce. Uh, you got so many options when it comes to Italian food. Those are your phenotypes. So you got a pack of strawberry starburst. You're going to grow them. One is going to be a little bit strawberry. One is going to be a little bit gassy and footy. One's going to be strawberry, gas, and foot. 
And then one of them is probably not even going to get your attention. You're going to go, that plant right there, I'm just going to finish that and never grow that again. You can just tell there's one in the batch that is not for you. But there will be one that is for you. A lot of times, I find out of a 10-pack, I usually find two that I can't decide which are my favorites. One is usually uh, the pain in the ass. Uh, it takes a little bit longer. It gets taller. It's got some, like, it's just frustrating, but it gets you so high and smells good that you cannot get rid of it. And then there's another one that is almost as good, but not as good, uh, but grows easier. So you're like, ah, the struggle of the grow and the extra 10 or 12 days versus that free 10 or 12 days, and it's almost as good. Do I even notice 10 or 12 days on the struggle worth? Like, that's what I find in phenotypes. Uh, a lot of times I will share the easier phenotype with all of my friends so that they've got that cut for me if I want it. And then I keep the harder one for myself because I know I can handle that harder, more challenging grow. So phenotypes, you're going to find different stuff in there. I have kind of, um, for a while, I was really giving phenotype advice on my crosses and my strains, but I have kind of uh, slowed down and dialed back and pulled back from doing that because I feel like I could be causing you uh, I'm not doing you a service. I'm causing you a detriment by doing that for you. I don't want to select the phenotype for you. You should select the phenotype yourself. I've narrowed it down pretty far. I bred these plants with a solid male that I know is going to put out good structure, good potency, good resistance to problems. Um, and he's going to grow with vigor and he's going to work well. He's going to clone well. Then I use females that I know are tested. They grow well. They put out good structure, potency, flavors, aromas. So I've done the work to know that what I'm breeding is going to offer you a pretty good category of phenotypes to work with. Then it's just up to you to select out of that batch to find the phenotype that is for you. I said earlier, we're going to go to Italian food. All right, we all agreed on Italian food. When we get to the Italian restaurant, I like real heavy, rich, garlicky, white sauce kind of stuff. That's what we're going for today. Maybe some capers in there, something like that. You may want red sauce with like uh, sweetness to it, maybe a sweet red sauce. I'm just making shit up right now off the top of my head. But we can get both of those at the Italian restaurant. So if you buy a pack of Italian restaurant seeds, there's going to be that red sauce and that white sauce phenotype. Don't let me pick the phenotype for you. Pick the one that works best for you. I'm going to pick the 77-day phenotype that gets kind of tall and is hard to grow, but gets covered in trichomes and uh, it's just super potent. I'm going to take a drink so you don't hear my throat do that. But that's what I'm going to pick. You might not pick that. You might not have been growing for half of your life, and you may not be ready to deal with the plant that takes 77 or 87 days to finish. You might not want that. They may, just that description, you may say, get rid of that plant now. So it's all about you choosing the phenotype that works best for you or your patients or your clients or whatever your goal is. So I may talk about which phenotypes are available from my crosses. And I may kind of highlight things that I've seen and what's common. And like, usually there are three to five, maybe seven really common phenotypes in an F1. And I observe them because I grow a lot of the seeds. I'll tell you what I see. Sometimes I name some of them. There's like the mean girl phenotype and the chunky girl phenotype of stuff. Uh, sometimes we just call it the arise leaning phenotype. If you've got a blueberry cookies or a blueberry butcher plant, uh, no, I just really talked myself into a circle. If you got a blueberry butcher plant, sometimes I'll say that one is Jack the Ripper leaning. That's the Jack phenotype. It just looks more like Jack the Ripper, or maybe it looks more like blueberry cookies. We'll just call it the one name phenotype. There's a, I've got a plant I call the sour balls pheno. It smells like your balls need a bath. I've got a phenotype that I call the arise pheno. 
there are phenotypes that I name after the people who give me the cut. Um, I maybe allegedly got a cut of my afterglow back from a friend, and it is named after her. So in the future, you will see uh, the afterglow painted lady cut. It will be made famous because she did a really good job finding that phenotype for me. Uh, the painted lady afterglow or the afterglow cut found by painted lady. So the painted lady phenotype uh, is a just a it's a seed of the afterglow that came from a bag of afterglow seeds and she grew it and found a beautiful beautiful phenotype and she kept it and i acquired a clone of that somehow and i've got it and i it's still called afterglow but since it's that special phenotype that painted lady found it is the afterglow painted lady phenotype she put i put her name on it she will be known for finding that she's always going to get some love for me for searching that out of a pack uh you guys follow the painted lady on cannabis painted lady 13 or the painted lady you'll find her uh, she's a great grower, great person. Uh, she kicks ass. She's out there in Michigan killing it. Uh, big shout out. But she will always be known for that uh, painted lady cut. And that painted lady cut will always have her name on it. When I breed to it, people say, well, which, which afterglow did you use? And I'll say, that painted lady, bro. And that'll be the one. So there is the painted lady phenotype of afterglow. Um, but I feel like when I was telling you guys which phenotypes to select from my plants, I was kind of messing you up because then everybody was just picking the same phenotypes. And why do you want what I like? I gave you like, I gave you a CD with 10 tracks on there. You don't have to pick the same track that I like. You could pick a different track and play it and jam it and love it just as much. So uh, what is a phenotype? A phenotype, when we grow multiple seeds, we're going to see uh, variation in those seeds. You're going to find boys, pull the boys. Now you're going to have females to select from. They're going to show you different traits. Some will be shorter. Some will be taller. Some will be stinkier. Some will taste better. Some will get a better buzz. Some will taste long, take longer to finish. Some will finish more quickly. Some will be problematic. Some will just give you some bullshit problems to deal with. Those are all different phenotypes, and it's up to you to find the phenotype that you really enjoy. Once a breeder has been making seeds for a long time, and we've narrowed down our breeding process to where things come out, um, more uniform stable is not the word I want to use because they're not stable at this point when we're making F1s. They are brand new. Uh, they're all over the place. There's a lot of variation. That's why we're seeing phenotypical expression. Um, you're going to see this difference. You're going to see, I just talked myself in a circle. I don't even remember what the fuck I was saying. Uh, when you make seeds, you're going to see this variation, this phenotypical variation. You get to pick the variation that works best for you. Do you want the tall one, the short one? That's what you get to pick. That is called the phenoheim. Run a package of seeds, find the one that works best for you, your garden, your customers, your clientele, your future, select that one. You can name it if you want. This is uh, Arise, the, let's pick a grower, the Arise Tanasi Gardens cut. He may have that. I don't know. It's possible. So Tanasi may have found a beautiful cut of Arise and he named it the Tanasi cut. And if he wants to share it out, he could just say, that's Arise. I call it the Tanasi cut. And then people will know that's the one that came from Tanasi forever. Shout out to my boy Tanasi. I just made that up and put you in the game. Um, where do we go from there? How do I find a pheno? Uh, I think I've done a full podcast on pheno hunts and phenotypes, phenotype selection, but grow them. Find the one that you're in love with the most. You'll know early. A lot of us will find out very early into flower. You go like week three, you're like, that's the one right there. And then you'll, you're already in love with it. It's going to be the, your favorite all the way through growing, drying, curing, and smoking. And you're going to say number three is the champion. A lot of times I will narrow it down to two or three out of a 10 or 25 pack of testers. I'll find my favorite two or three, and then I'll run those two or three side by side again. And then we'll do smoke tests and we'll do extraction tests, see which smokes better, which extracts better, which washes better, uh, which takes better pictures. We'll just kind of narrow it down. 
uh, blindly smoke it with all the homies around and see who likes which one better. But that is how we do a pheno hunt. Just grow it, smoke it, and see what works best. Are you, uh, one thing that is always noticeable, the growers and the consumers often argue over which is better because the grower doesn't, uh, the grower has to deal with the grow. The consumer doesn't have to think about this plant was fucking nitrogen deficient the whole time and it gave me a headache for nine weeks and I was chasing it and fight it the entire, fighting it the entire time. The smoker doesn't think about um, this one needs extra water because it's super thirsty or it doesn't think about, man, I had to watch that one every day because it doesn't drink much and if I overwatered it ever, it would give me problems. The smokers don't think about that. So the growers and the smokers are often uh, choosing different phenotypes. The grower wants the one that's gonna grow easier. I don't mind a challenge. I like that at this point. It makes it more fun for me, keeps me on my toes. But you'll find out that oftentimes the one that grows the best and smokes the best are not the same phenotypes. You're going to have to make some decisions there. I do have some more notes. I want to make sure I cover them all. I got rambly. I love it when it works like that, nice and flowy. Uh, I was going to say, you chose that seed pack for a reason. It's got what you're seeking should be in there. So you just have to find the one that works the best for you. Then somebody asked me if I prefer a large pheno hunt or a small pheno hunt. And I've got a very good answer for that. In a commercial environment, I would do somewhere between 25 to 100 seeds because as the breeder, I want to see what that seed line has got to offer. I'm going to find those three to seven basic phenotypes. I've been talking about three, five, maybe seven basic phenotypes. But if I grow 100, maybe 200 seeds, I'm going to find things that most people will never see. It's all about numbers. The more population I grow, the more oddities, the more outliers I've got the opportunity to find. So that's when I see weird shit is when I grow 100 or 200 at a time and just let them grow. Don't pull anything too early. Uh, just see what they all look like and what they all do. That is a commercial grower approach. That is a breeder's approach. In a home grow environment, I feel like, and this, this is just my opinion, I feel like I have done the work on the seeds that you should find a keeper in a 10-pack of seeds. If you're not in a five-pack, I sell five-packs, you will find a keeper in a five-pack of seeds. And if you don't, let me know, we'll make you happy. I have done the work by having reliable male plants. I have done the work by having reliable female plants. I've tested all of these plants. I know that my breeding works. And I know that within a five-pack, you will find at least one keeper. In a 10-pack, you should find one amazing keeper. I have done the work with the selection of my breeding stock to make that part easy for you. If you're not finding a keeper and a 10-pack of seeds, you might want to reconsider who you're buying your seeds from. I'm not saying that they're a bad breeder. I'm not saying they're not doing good work. But if you're not finding what you want in a 10-pack, are they being advertised and described properly? Because it said oranges and chocolate grows in 70 days. You bought it thinking oranges and chocolate 70 days. Obviously, if it's not doing what you expected it to do and not making you happy, you may need to find another seed breeder somebody whose descriptions match their outcomes. I really try to do my best when it comes to descriptions and outcomes. I take a lot of feedback from people. I do a lot of my own research. I do a lot of observation. I do a lot of editing and updating because I want you people to get accurate information and accurate advice on a seed package. All right. I feel like I got really off topic and really rambly today. This was a fun podcast. It is too hot in here to even focus any longer. I am sweating through my shirt. I hope you don't see it. Uh, this has been a great fun podcast. I like talking about phenotypes. I also feel like I could get super rambly and off topic on this one. So uh, I'm going to check my notes here, check my notes here. I feel like I have covered everything. I want to thank you for this great question about phenotypes. If you have got any more questions about phenotypes, I've done a full episode on phenotypical selection. Also, 
feel free to send me an email. I would love to hear your follow-up questions, corrections, comments, or concerns. The email address is growfromyourheartathotmail.com. Don't be shy. Send me questions. Let me know what you think. Let me know what I missed. Tell me how you feel about the show. I think that is all I've got for you. My brain is seriously cooking. I am seriously sweating. It is time to take off some shoes and get some water in my body. Turn the air conditioner back up. Thank you again for listening. Uh, Don't forget to visit us at the website, www.iregenetics.com. Also support the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. I think that is all I've got for you for this episode. I'm going to get out of here before my brain melts. I want to give a big shout out to my buddy Raptor Grows. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me.